0: as hell and i want to get ill so i go to a place where my homeboys chill fellas out there trying to make that dollar i pulled up in the sixfold and- hey everyone welcome back to another episode of the board as hell podcast i'm adam mcdonald with big shiny robot
1: and i am andy wilson also a big shiny robot
0: and you know what? This week we've only got one movie, but it's kind of a big one, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> yep. um, we've got Kong, Skull Island. Now, Andy, if you would have asked me last year, what's the one thing in my life I didn't know I needed, I would have said it's a King Kong movie. Exactly. And surprisingly enough, uh, I, I did need this in my life. Uh, Andy, what's what's this about? This is like, what, the 26th time they've done Kong?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> I think everyone knows the story of King Kong. He's a he's an ape on an island somewhere in the South Pacific, and the people come and take him away, and he goes to New York and climbs up the Empire State Building. The only problem is uh, we've seen that movie a yes, lot. Yes,
0: many, many times. <laughs>
1: a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and uh, so the really smart thing that I think that they did here with Kong Skull Island was they kept it, all on Skull Island. Yes, they don't go to New York. Don't go anywhere else. Another interesting thing that I thought that they did here is it's a period piece. I did. I didn't know that going into this. Yeah, That's no. Cool. The
0: the, the trailer is nothing to show you that. Hey, this takes place back in the seventies. So yeah,
1: and and they really set that up extremely well. Uh, this is the the tail end of the Vietnam War, and they specifically talk about that at several times. And then it's really cool because it sets this really cool tone and vibe for the whole thing about uh, kind of the, the paranoia and the war weariness and, uh, and some other themes that that come up in this uh, that, that made it really interesting. But our story is pretty, pretty simple. Skull Island is out there in the South Pacific and it's been hidden away from the world uh, for centuries even though it's kind of a Bermuda Triangle where ships and planes go missing all the time, and they don't know why. Well, there's a team of scientists who want to get to the island, and they think they've figured out a way. And so they get a a military escort, and they're going to fly through this impenetrable hurricane and get there uh, because they think there's something on the island. They don't know exactly what, and they aren't saying... But they've got some suspicions. And then, of course, they get there and Kong is there and all sorts of monkey shines ensue. Um, (laughs) And and that's just like the first 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. uh, And I mean, if this is one of those great examples where if you've seen the trailer, you know exactly what this movie is and you know exactly what you're getting into. And then some. Uh, The trailer doesn't show you everything that you need to see or everything that's in the movie, but it, it gives you a good enough sample that's like, "Oh, that looks like it might be a movie I'm interested in. You probably want to go see this movie." Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's oh, it's just, it's so much fun. I mean, this this movie is not going to win any kind of well, it, it might win actually, Academy Awards for uh, visual effects because they do a fantastic job of making you think you're seeing a huge couple hundred foot tall ape on the screen. But no, this I mean, this is a very simple tale. It's, you know, they go to the island, things go awry, they're trying to get away. And, you know what, that's that's fine. I mean, there's there's a reason why we have what are called popcorn movies. Because sometimes you want to go to the theater, you want to turn your brain off and have some fun. And the great thing about this movie is it's not dumb. I mean, it's not like Fast and Furious, where you you, know, you have to fully suspend all disbelief and kind of go into a trance while you watch it. Uh, It's entertaining. It's exciting. It's. Yeah, and yes, there are explosions and things blowing up and giant spiders, which scared the hell out of me when I was watching it because I hate spiders. Yeah. But there's also, you know, they they, they kind of did miss the mark a bit in trying to make a point about environmentalism and everything else. But I give it points because uh, they didn't have a romance, which I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. It's nice to know that you can have, you know, good looking, strong female characters who aren't there just to kiss Tom Hiddleston.
1: Yep. As, Not as much as one. everybody wants to
0: Tom Hiddleston exactly. yeah. uh, John C. Riley shows up As this uh, this uh, Fighter pilot who's been stranded oh on God. the Island for almost 30 years And he steals the show, he is hilarious like, He is funny as hell, there's a scene where he's sitting there And he's like I don't know if I'm talking out loud or if it's in my head Which one is it? And he looks over at someone and he's like I'm going to stab you before the night is out and he's like, oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> did I say that out loud? <laughs>
1: he's great my my favorite thing was on on the back of his jacket it it has uh, the motto good for your health which Mm -hmm. is a a nod and a wink to his character from Tim and Eric where he's Dr. Steve Brule for your health so I took my I took my 8 year old son to go see this and then we came home and watched all of those on on YouTube afterwards oh god when he goes to the
0: the fertility clinic turn it off I'm dry (laughs) i've never i've not laughed that hard at a youtube clip in
1: years and that that's the one that still breaks me every time i see it he's great and and he's just he's just wacky and he inserts this it's really funny but at the same time he's there to basically be the exposition for the movie and explain what's going on and that's actually pretty smart because it would be terrible if it's just oh I'm a character who's going to show up and explain to you what's going on, but he's funny enough that you kind of just go with it and it's okay.
0: Yeah, so so they knew what they were doing when they when they put him there because he's he's always really good. I mean, and he's always really funny, um, but he also gets to have some serious moments. But yeah, I mean, this is it's just a fun movie. That like I think fun is the one word that sums up everything about this film, and the best thing is. Is that it? It it sets it up for the 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 Godzilla versus King Kong movie, which again I didn't know I wanted, but now I want that, and I also want my King Kong versus Godzilla versus uh, Jaegers from Pacific Rim movie. So so please, someone make that happen because that will please me greatly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everyone needs that, and and I think it's been said, but stay through the credits because that that's where that's where you get your teaser for what they're what they're thinking about. Uh really cool ideas the you mentioned before how they might have dropped the ball on giving some sort of a serious message. I like to think that this movie like walked right up to the line of like we 're going to have a message and then turned around and went the yeah. other way it's like I think there were probably drafts of this script that maybe tried to have a a stronger message. And then they just like cut it out because they're like, no, nah, let's just not do that. Let's just let's just have this be a movie about soldiers fighting a giant monkey. And um, yes, I know that a, a gorilla is not a monkey. I'm, I'm we know,
0: yes, yes. yes. Please, know. no angry emails. We know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the but the point is, I I kind of wanted that, and then I went away thinking like, oh, I really wish they would have had something more to say and then I'm like yeah but it didn't need to it's okay I'm I'm gonna meet the movie on its own terms and not everything has to be Lawrence of Arabia or Bridge on the River Kwai you know sometimes things can just be fun and this is one of those movies but it also took itself kind of seriously in taking up really important themes, you know, man versus nature, uh, man thinking of himself as the pinnacle of nature and trying to conquer nature and being powerless in the face of it. Um, man's warlike, aggressive nature, uh, how man treats the unknown as an enemy, uh, and, and wrapping this all up in the facade of Vietnam and World War II makes it all the more interesting and all the more poignant, mm-hmm. because uh, you you realize the the motivations for uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, who kind of goes all Colonel Kurtz, Apocalypse Now, uh, Captain Ahab on I'm gonna I'm gonna take revenge on Kong. Um, you realize why he's doing that because he feels he's being sent home from a war. That he wasn't able to win. Mm-hmm. And so now he's going to take that out on nature and take that out on Kong. Brilliant idea. And a really smart piece of characterization that gave him motivation other than like, oh, he's crazy. You get where he's coming from and you kind of feel for him and you kind of go with it. Uh, and again, Adam, you mentioned the the not having uh, a romance between Hiddleston and Larson brilliant brilliant move and uh the the fact is is that essentially those two characters are there as uh kind of the like the player characters in your video game uh they're mm-hmm. a little bit bland um but just cool enough that you identify with them and then you can sort of impute your own personality on them and so if if you're kind of the more uh, rugged, rough-and-tumble, explorer, military guy, uh, you're going to go with Hiddleston's character. If, you've, uh, if you're kind of a more nature, peace-loving, uh, artistic sort of person, you're going to go and, and glom onto Larson's character, and you're going to be with her. And so every type of person has an easy way into this movie. And and you're just going along with them, and you feel for these characters because uh, you've you've bonded with them, and that's really smart. Uh, I I think that this is kind of the pinnacle of Hollywood's uh, factory assembly line sort of filmmaking um, that oftentimes has very poor results. In this case, it had basically as, as good of results as you can expect for something like this uh, it's, it's maybe not the most intelligent thing out there but it's good and mm-hmm. it's fun and uh, it's going to get a lot of butts in seats and it's going to sell a lot of tubs of popcorn so wh- what more can you ask for from a good movie right?
0: <laughs> exactly and honestly that's what I want I, I want to see more movies in the series uh, this was fun I've already seen it twice and I think this is the first movie this year I've gone to see twice now, and yeah, it's it's fun. And there's nothing wrong with just having just a fun movie to go and enjoy yourself for two hours. And if this is the pinnacle of that this year, so I think I'll probably go out, you know, nine months from now, saying that this was my biggest surprise of the year, just because I Definitely. I went in expecting nothing and walked out a huge fan. So, like I mentioned before, there's some problems. It's not a perfect movie. Kind of dumb. Um, Tom Hiddleston's character for, honestly is the most underused part of the film. He doesn't really get fleshed out too much aside from yeah. just someone who's, you know, ex, you know, British CIA or military gets hired for money. Uh he was just kind of there to get butts and seats, but again, it, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm excited for what comes next. Uh I'm gonna 7.5 out of 10. And again, it's really fun. Go see it. Uh, it's pretty much good for most ages. I mean there's it's a little bit violent, but kinda like the mummy. Back when they did that in ninety nine. A lot of EC is kind of off camera. So you're not gonna see like people being disemboweled. You might see some lizards getting disemboweled. Um, <laughs> and some people being maybe torn apart in silhouette, but <laughs> nothing nothing too too horrible. But no, it it's great, it's fun, go see it.
1: Yeah, and, and know your kids. Like I said, I took my eight year old and I was pretty sure he'd be he'd be okay with this and he came out of this saying that was a ten out of ten movie. Oh yeah, and this this is a movie that will speak to the eight year old in all of us. If you just want to see a giant monkey fighting giant lizards, oh my gosh, you're gonna have a great time. <laughs> and and you're this is the movie for you. Um, for me, I, I'm in exactly the same place you yeah. are, Adam. Seven seven and a half out of ten. Um, but my eight-year-old self definitely had a great time, and uh, I, I hope people will go out and see this. People, people are—is um, this going to beat Logan this weekend? I haven't seen. Um, it did. It, it, yes,
0: actually, it's yes. pulled in sixteen million. So uh, Logan took in thirty-eight. So it mm. uh, it de- dethroned Logan.
1: Well, that's uh, that's both good and bad. I mean, I I love Logan, and I it, I think if Logan hadn't just come out. I might be even higher on on Kong Skull Island because Logan to me represents the pinnacle of like how you can have an action y awesome movie that also has a core message and, and is really deep. Um Kong decided to go the other way. And that's fine. <laughs> Not every movie needs to be Logan and that's and Logan is in many ways too serious and too sad. Um Kong is a movie that you go see to escape from reality and have a good time. Logan's a movie to uh, take some Kleenex and contemplate about the meaninglessness of everything yeah and and, and dealing with death. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if you're if you're not ready for a downer, you go see Kong' Skull Island instead. So good move.
0: So cool. so yeah yeah, if you haven't seen Logan yet, uh, again, take your kids to see Kong. Leave them there and then go see Logan, or just go with your, your yep. family yeah. and see Kong because it, it's a lot of fun. So, yep. uh But yeah, that I mean like that's that's pretty much it this week. But again, glowing reviews from both of us. Uh, it's fun. Take your kids. Take your family. Make it a day. Speaking um, of taking
1: your kids, taking your family, uh, next week. We finally get Beauty and the Beast opening up. Yes,
0: and I finally get to see it because I, I will... Uh, the the last screening was when I was working, but they're doing a big one on Tuesday. Yep. So I'm excited to finally go see that. So
1: so we're going to do our episode from FanX, and we will, I don't know, maybe, depending on when we record it, we'll either talk about uh, whether FanX has happened or not, but we'll at least delve in a little bit more into Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's going to be a spoiler episode because there's not really spoilers in it, um, but I, I think we'll delve more into the content and the differences between this one and the nineteen uh, the the original animated version.
0: Yeah, so when we'll talk about the differences and also having listened to some of the music, uh, they've kind of brought in some stuff from the, the stage musical too, uh, but they didn't quite commit 100 percent uh you know yes they, they have to you know write new songs so they can get their academy award
1: <laughs> yep. yeah There's we'll, some... we'll
0: explain how that works too because that, that's kind of confusing for some people so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there were some interesting choices with with how they did it specifically around the the musical cue for home uh which which i'm yes. sure you you've already heard about so we'll we'll talk about that
0: so and then also also uh, speaking of Fanex, Andy, uh, we're both on panels this year. So which which ones are you on? Because I'm excited for both of them.
1: Okay, so uh, on on Friday we're doing Rules for Rebellions, and uh, it's got me and uh, Lucas Fowler uh, from uh, Tea uh, talking about how we're using. Uh, Fandom and rebellion in uh, pop culture, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Firefly, uh, so on and so forth in, in our work, uh, in doing advocacy work. Then we've got some uh, some best-selling authors who are going to talk about how they how they use uh, these themes of fighting against the power in building their worlds and what that means. And then we've got Gary Whitta. One of the uh, co-screenwriters for Rogue
0: One. No.
1: And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I get to I get to talk to Gary Whitta, and I'm just gonna fanboy well, I'm not really gonna fanboy, but I'm going to have lots of pointed questions about <laughs> the Saga Rera. And we're gonna talk about uh, Rogue One and and Star Wars Rebels, which he is also a writer on, and and talk a lot about those. Then on Saturday, uh, I am on a Doctor Who panel uh, talking about who uh, the thirteenth Doctor should be, and um, I'm I'm definitely going to talk a lot about Haley Atwell and why I think she should be the next Doctor. I've got someone else though, um, th- who's been who's been creeping up on on me on on why I like him, and uh, I I will talk about that at the panel. But uh, as a tie-in. <laughs> so and he's British. So that that uh um that narrows it down to exactly one person if you can figure that out. Anyway, and you've got you're moderating a really awesome yeah. panel too.
0: So uh if you I'm assuming most people out here know what the musical Hamilton's all about. Uh, so when Lin Manuel got his to- one of his Tonys, you know, one of because he, he got many uh, back last year, it was right after the the Pulse Orlando shooting happened, and he made a huge speech about love is love is love is love, uh, which was the inspiration for to me to do the love is love is love, is love LGBTQIA panel. So uh, it's always a lot of fun. It's it's a it's a big panel. It's also uh, one of the ones I've been to that I love the most because we get a lot of people up there who, you know, audience members come in who have questions, who talk about things that they can't talk about at home or uh, at school or whatever else, and they're kind of given an open forum to uh, discuss things with people who actually understand what's going on. So it's going to be great. It's going to be 5 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, We've got uh, fellow film critic Caitlin Booth, who we love. Uh, she's going to be up there with us. Uh, we have Lucas, who's on your panel, will also be there, um, as well as some other people. Who uh, we got some new new uh, new blood in there, which is kind of nice. So that's always kind of fun to see that and see how it goes. But yes, I'll be moderating. So please show up, and uh, you know, my viewpoint is always that uh, I'm just there to kind of keep things flowing and get the get people talking. Um, but I also love having audience members uh, ask questions and give input because uh, I always feel they're part of the process too. So yeah, we're excited for that, uh, and then we'll both be. Are you at the Monaco too this year? I am indeed. So if you if you're down by the Saw Palace and want to hang out, uh, five p.m. every single day, well, except for Saturday because I'll obviously be in a panel. They <laughs> is a uh, free wine and hors d'oeuvres hour, and maybe if you talk to us and ask nicely, uh, we'll let you borrow our uh, our room cards, so you can get free booze as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But maybe. either which way, it's going to be a blast. I plus. won't be drinking it, but yeah, exactly, so maybe yeah. that's a good idea.
0: Well, they have they have coffee. They, they, they do a little free back rubs too, don't they? Last well, time they had back rubs.
1: Well, I may go for back rubs then because there's there's no law against back rubs.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you never know. I, uh, uh, wait, uh, who, you met who was it? You you met Eleven last time oh in the lobby, gosh, didn't yeah. you?
1: I ran it. I ran into Millie Bobby Brown in the yeah. in the lobby of the Monaco, and I. I, I rarely get starstruck. Like I've I've met some really cool people, and I I got starstruck at this tiny little girl. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! I know exactly who you are, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out, and I'm not gonna be that guy. So I'm just going to say thank you. You're excellent, and I'm I'm gonna walk away because <laughs> I want to be creepy and weird.
0: Yeah, but the uh, the Bonica is, one of the, is the nicest hotel downtown, so you, you never know who you're going to see there. So, but yeah, we'll be there. Uh, we've got Brian from Funny Books and Firewater. He'll be probably stopping by for a bit. Uh, but, yeah, it's, FanX is a blast. It's always a lot of fun, so uh, please come see us. Come to our panels, say hi. Uh, and then we will be back next week with more Beauty and the Beast. Uh, but until then, hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon.
1: punk tripping, but it's
0: alright. score a
1: key, he's gonna
0: fly, punk ass fly. It's Brule's Rules with Channel 5's Dr. Steve Brule.
1: Hey, I'm Dr. Steve Brule with some of the Brule's Rules. Does your milk taste sour when it take a sip of it? Let's check the expiration date, dummy!